Okay, welcome back to The Good, The Bad and The Nighty. We have Stephen Phillips with us today. He is a junior two bros British champion um, and you're an online coach, um, HD it was a Muscle. Tough beat, wasn't it? What's that? It was a tough lineup. Yeah, we don't need to talk about it. No, but no, but no. But you, <laughs> the thing is, though, you won. Like you were, you you won. Like it absolutely like, obliterated. Obliterated it. it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. So, so, so hang on for people who are listening. Steve, Steve is with me because his internet was dog shit. So <laughs> we come round to mine. So this is going to be a lot more. I, I imagine because he's here, this is going to be a lot more bantery because mm. we're both here now. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. So, yeah, come on, let's get these going. But, yeah, so, uh, first off, why don't you sort of uh, just introduce yourself, how you got into bodybuilding uh, and sort of the, the, the sport as a whole and, um, you know, where, where did everything start off? So, um, like I mentioned yesterday, the reason why I actually got into the gym is because I was a jealous little brother. And I saw my brother go to the gym. And I actually remember to this day, I was in the car, I was in the back seat of uh, my parents, my mum's car, and we drove past the gym. And she dropped him off, and I was like, Mum, like, can I, can I join the gym? She was like, You're doing that thing again. I was like, What thing? Mm. She was like, Just because Kevin's doing it, you want to do it as well. I'm like, Yeah. So <laughs> you're gonna get, I get a gym membership. So that's how it started. And then obviously from then it was just like um, uh, kind of a pathway because uh, I, I generally. I genuinely had such a shit time at school, like, it was so bad. And then from then, it was, like, channeling a lot of my aggression and sort of problems that I had at school um, through the gym. And I obviously did a lot of individual sports as well. Before the gym, I was doing, like, tennis, golf, and um, big boxing. Football, yeah. Big on football. And then football as well, yeah. Obviously, I've obviously been to my been into my sports before. Like, obviously, I've, I've done... There's probably not... It's probably not a curriculum. It's probably not a sport on the curriculum at school that I didn't do and I wasn't like good at. So yeah. I've always been that kind of guy that you could just chuck into a sport and I'll, I'll, I'll adapt. So I've got, I've always been like I've always had that. And then um, yeah, I just kind of I fell in love with the game. Everyone does somehow. And and how was it? So obviously you started going to the gym. Um, was it a case of straight away you sort of knew that you had? Decent potential because if you haven't already seen uh, Stephen's physique, uh, his Instagram. I'll plug it now for you. It's under, underscore Stephen Physique. Go have a look. Um, his his right. shape and structure is phenomenal, and that's something that you you you're born with at the end of the day, aren't you? Like you, yeah. you you can't you can't like when you go into the gym, you can build muscle, you can you know come in lean, but you can't exactly like you know create insertions if you hadn't already got them you know what i mean so yeah, did you sort of pick up on that yeah i say shout out to my great 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 granddad somewhere i don't know because that's <laughs> definitely not my parents definitely not my parents <laughs> i'll tell you that now definitely not my brother either because he's a twig so um i don't know where i've got it from but shout out to you whoever it is <laughs> one, ge- one yeah, german ancestor that one, that one german like ancestor it was like a kaiser a warlord or something, something. <laughs> one or two kaiser or some maybe, shit maybe. like loves it um but yeah, um, obviously, for me, I did I did everything correctly from the get go. Okay. So I booked. I, I remember. I remember. I didn't. I didn't do your standard log booking. I had everything on my phone. Yeah. So I remember it was a it was a white. It was a white iPhone 3GS. Oh my god. Like, it was actually like one of those little brick ones. Yeah. And then, I swear to God, before I broke it, I must have had about three hundred to 350 workouts all there boom 
yeah it's it's weird that like you almost have an instinctive sort of like when you go in there you know that you just need to get stronger and i feel like the people that go in and you know can just log the lifts they're the ones that that progress um so what sort of training were you doing to start with and how how has that differed over the the years um that's a very very good question one thing I remember from one thing I remember from Steve from when he first came into the gym because we used to train at the same gym mm. back in Worcester and that's how we originally met. Um, so leading on from that, um, so I remember going in and Steve was always you know working his way up on weights and things like that with training because he was training with Brandon and training with um, Johnny and Harrison, two friends of yours, and then uh, Chris Gregg as well. Now, everyone in that gym who was doing well was obviously, they were all, tra- you know, young lads yeah. who were like up and coming sort of thing. Brandon was still natural at that point and had built, had built a really good physique. Mm. Chris Gregg was looking ridiculous. People were shocked. Was he natural? Him. Yeah, at that point yeah, he was. We, yeah, we were, so we were all natural. You were all clean at that point, yeah. yeah. And they were all making making fantastic progress and stuff and, and everyone in the gym was sort of looking over and going, oh, what are they taking, what are they taking, mm. young lads getting on stuff. And in reality, they were just pushing themselves, you know, hard with their training. They were obviously adhering to some sort of decent food regime otherwise they wouldn't have built any tissue yeah. and i remember talking to steve at one point and said to him i don't know if you remember this i said to you probably not <laughs> <laughs> said to, i said to you i said like oh I said oh how's your training going he goes oh i paid jp for a training yes split. i was gonna mention that yeah, yeah. you paid jp yeah. for a training oh, split, okay and he paid him for like one of those workouts however much it was and, and 75 pound it cost me was that much yeah, yeah so, money well spent money yeah well, spent. well it definitely and it was a, it was like a, a push like a dog crap style okay yeah. so like, like upper lower upper lower repeat mm. and then on the lower day you'd have the bicep work so it was it was formed around the basis and the mm. and the, the bog standard programming of dog yeah. crap and see what helped build quite a dense you know mm. uh, thick physique all over really because i wasn't that dense before then no that you, you had, bashing, you had shape, shape stuff, but it wasn't but, that dense yeah itself. yeah and i think that, I that in itself and then when i because right, when I first started, I did a program called um, Big A's Protocol for Growth, which was three training sessions a week, which was a push day, a push pull day, a day off, leg day, a day off, and then a pull day, and then the weekend off. And it was formulated on the same principles of this this high intensity, very very minimal amount of volume mm. and focus, just progression. And that, when I was clean as well, I made fantastic progress just doing that over like a year and a half, two years. And everyone around you, because they're so used to high volume, so used to every single chest exercise being done, so used to every single lap pull down variation being done and then you'll do your deadlifts and then you'll do your barbell row and mm. then you'll do uh, you know everything else and i think that the people who get into it and get into it young and start with a good low volume program yeah will make a fantastic amount of progress so. that's the well that's just that's been shown like the fact you're a junior and you've got that that amount of density like there's definitely a cosmetic appearance um like difference i think with people that do sort of the high volume training compared to those who, you know, actually go in low volume and sort of are lifting good good loads, and obviously that's evident with yourself. One thing I will say is, obviously, when I first started out, I didn't have a Scooby. Um, I generally, I kind of piggybacked off of training partners. Okay. And how how they, I just did a copy, copy. Uh, I literally would watch the copy approach. Yeah. And I, I looked, I literally did the simple, and any, I say this to anybody who's just starting out, I promise you, you can't go wrong if you go up to the biggest guy in the gym and you watch him and you, and you see how he trains. Yeah, yeah. E- e- yeah. <laughs> go in, if you have no experience, I, I honestly, if you're, when you're warming up, when you're doing your stuff that, you, that you're not focused on, go and watch in the gym 
the biggest guy in the gym and see how he trains, see how he rest, see how he executes his exercise, see how how much rest he takes. Yeah. Watch all of it, and that is the best way to learn because that is a that is an in life that is a real life experience of watching a YouTube video. So like, if any yeah. if, if any advice I can give out there is go and look at the biggest guys or look at a group of guys that you know train well. Just watch them, watch them and learn. And yeah. That's the best advice I can give. Yeah, absolutely. Like you know. I think the thing is with bodybuilding, when when you surround yourself with people who are constantly progressing, it's very rare that you yourself then won't yeah, progress. Exactly. Like, you know, the people around I you. I find difficult to be fair, because I obviously had you as like a their constant, but um, I've struggled with training partners. Really? The whole, yeah, the whole... Like, I've, I've made my way through a lot of training partners purely because they can't keep up. Yeah, we, we probably started training together, like, probably way more frequently when you started working at Revs. Mm-hmm. And I think we maybe got one or two sessions in back at Legends, back at Legends when that was still open. But then, I, I was in a different group, though. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, but I think, I think your training partner will, you know, training partners from an early age will certainly have... You know, especially with early on competitors, like sort of moving onwards. I mean, Caitlin, you would have probably had this as well, being you know very young to the sport. That you do pick up certain things from them that you will find very, very hard to override in your head. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Dwayne, for example, I used to train legs with him yeah. every weekend. Uh, it was every Saturday morning or Saturday, well, Saturday mid mid uh, mid afternoon actually that we used to we used to train. Um, and a lot of stuff that he he, he sort of told me sort of you know squats are the bread and butter of your leg work mm. you know it doesn't matter what type you do as long as you get some sort of squat work yeah, in there. yeah that has very much stuck with me with my training that I, I put into people's programmings now that if they are able to squat due to you know like with injuries and stuff obviously if you have to work around it whatever I will try and find a way to put some squat variation even if it's a hack squat machine yeah. that they can use I think things like that will be bred into you from that younger age and it's quite hard to shift those and sometimes it can be a good thing and sometimes it can be a bad thing in terms of like if you get some bad advice from a younger age, you know, even, especially with PED usage and stuff like that, that can really set you up for a, for a bad run. Um, and dietary advice from a younger age, you know, like the guys who are like, oh, just fucking eat everything that you can, just get as many calories mm. in. Well, yeah, that'll work if you're a twiglet with a ridiculous metabolism. Yeah. But you know, there are there are negatives and stuff in there. So I, th- I think that's one thing that you can look at for junior bodybuilders. Yeah, absolutely. And the thing is as well. Like um, going back to sort of training partners, I've found myself that I've never really found anyone that is, you know, can sort of keep up. And the thing is that like I, I normally tend to train with guys just because the girls, they just can't train hard enough. I mean, recently I've been training with um, Meg Sylvester, you know, Cuba's uh, fiance, um, and all of a sudden like my legs have finally started to sort of come up. It, it you know, go into someone and just mimicking what they're doing it's crazy like you know how how and, much you can get from that i think yeah and Kate, you have been training legs like two to three to yeah four. well yeah <laughs> yeah the the, the, fre- the frequency over the week has increased a lot as well we're doing um a, a leg well we've just finished up a leg training block actually um so is that is that something that you're doing now Stephen? are you doing like training blocks at the moment what what's happening That's with it. yourself my next phase starts on Sunday with Joe Jeffrey. Ooh. On Thursday, I bought all my supplements. I bought all my it's fucking expensive. Man. <laughs> <laughs> like I said this to Tom. I said, Tom, you won't believe how much I've spent since fucking joining Joe Jeffrey. <laughs> um, 
Like, it's, yeah, so I got all my supplements through today from Amazon. Mm-hmm. Like, between five box, five separate boxes of just vitamins. You're a pharmacy now, really. Yeah, literally. Yeah, I, if, if anyone wants anything, just let me know. <laughs> um, so, yeah, like, I'm doing an upper, lower, upper, lower delts and arms. Split, oh, okay. Um, because... Uh, Joe, want, Joe wants to kind of prioritise my chest as well because obviously there's not really a lacking part apart from that. I yeah, I was going to say first, that, yeah. Hamstrings, when I looked at the stage shots, I said hamstrings need to come up because I, they just do. Like, they do but to be honest, I think no. with anyone, everyone always probably needs a bit more hamstring, but yeah, yeah. yeah you, you rarely see a physique with hamstrings as a standout. Yeah, yeah, that, that's the... Yeah. Hard to get, isn't it? It's, yeah, and it takes time and effort. The only person that you look at and go, you don't need any more hamstrings is Phil Heath <laughs> because the hamstrings drop to the floor. Yeah. Uh, that, that person, someone like that, you look at and go, yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> And uh, you rarely see a physique that's that's complete like that. Like, it's completely, you know, from the back, everything is, is solid. It's very rare. Uh, but, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how you do. Yeah, so that obviously that starts on. Well, I mean, I've got everything in place now. I'm gonna to go tomorrow to pick up the rest of the stuff from the the guy that shall not be named. <laughs> <laughs> and we don't need to say his name. Um, shout out to shout out to the guy. Um, <laughs> so getting all that sorted, I think I think I'm gonna be ready to go Sunday. First checking with with Joe Sunday, and then yeah, I'm gonna be documenting everything. It's gonna be a off season series called Pumped Up. So um, that's gonna be my documentation process i'm going to be releasing a lot more educational style videos okay. uh, a lot more vlog style videos just kind of giving you guys an insight into the next six months because hopefully i'm going to get pretty fucking big so that's kind of the plan um yeah i think rebound's gone okay as well like i haven't got cankles <laughs> so, so he saw me in the gym the other day and was like you haven't got cankles i was like no. That's a win. Like, that is a win. <laughs> right. To 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 to, yeah, to, 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 to reiterate this point. Right. So when Steve has competed before, his his words were, "Yeah, I need to really control this rebound and everything like that." <laughs> and it was, you know, a case of, "Yeah, I'll eat my chicken and rice, but I'll eat six Snickers bars afterwards, yeah. um, and then I'll have a McDonald's is a mid meal snack, and then I'll go and have something <laughs> else." You know, it was yeah. I can't remember the last time I had McDonald's. That's the thing. So and then and it was like we went to Aldi or something like that, and I was like, I was like, oh, I need to go get some bits and bobs. He's like, yeah, I need to do a food shop. So we're going oh, around yeah, Aldi, yeah. and he couldn't walk no, couldn't. around oh, the, the shop because he had such bad pump in his cars and such yeah. bad ankle. That his his ankles were so swollen, so watered up from just simply eating too much and just you know just pushing it too hard. Mm. But I think everyone does that. You've done that, Caitlin, haven't you? Uh, first ever time I competed. Yeah, afterwards, you know, it was like, oh shit, it's it's over, it's done. Let it's time to eat. But I think now that you know, I I guess I now I've sort of got the the mindset that I'm on prep now. You know what I mean? Like uh, I'm prepping for my next show already. Um, and that's something I kind of wanted to touch on. Like, I was I was going to ask you... 100%. Ha- how you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, for me, like, I had... I'll be honest with you, I had the four days in Birmingham where I completely switched off. Yeah. And then, to be honest with you, I got... I switched off Sunday and Monday, and then Tuesday I was like... Nah, I'm not. I'm not doing this again. Because Sunday and Monday, I was like, okay, let me let let me really indulge. Yeah. Because realistically, I'm a fatty at heart. Like, I literally love my food. Mm. And like for me, like 
I, I've always been able to put away tons and tons and tons of food. Um, so obviously, like when you get the opportunity to come out of the, the dieting phase where your your hunger hormones are, sh- are just uh, such a peak, yeah. You when you're when you marry that up with a person like me who can just tuck it away, it's not a good recipe. So mm. like for me, I did that Sunday Monday, and then like to my own surprise, I've learned a lot about myself in these past like six months, especially. Yeah, like, yeah. I'll normally be like right now, just do it for the sake of it. But I've had, I've got that long term view now where, okay, if I actually control this this rebound phase and actually get some some good compensation going on here, and then control it from there, that's going to be way more beneficial. Than oh yeah. Fuck I want. So like for me, I got bored in Birmingham. To be honest with you, it's it, it's it's like a maturity, like it's a bodybuilding maturity, and you pick it, and, and the rate at which you pick it up is the rate at which you progress. So if you if you have you know, and this is this is very generalizing here, but there are a lot of bikini girls or first time figure girls or you know fitness girls or whatever that get into the sport, they'll compete and then they'll and then they'll fuck it and then they'll go back to competing again when they've managed to sort out an off season, sort themselves out a bit, tidy up the physique, whatever, get back into it, they really enjoy it, they want to have another go, and then the next time they do it, they'll either do one of two things, they'll either fuck it a little bit and then start getting it back on track or they'll just fuck it exactly the same way they did the yeah. first time. <laughs> and it's a case of understanding that you were, everyone does it. Everyone makes silly mistakes you're after a show. Yeah, I mean, fucking hell, even, even Callum said to me that he didn't realise how horrendous the hunger would be and how hard it is to stop yourself going and yeah. eating more yeah, food. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and he was a guy that sucked himself down to a level of conditioning for the first time that people, most people haven't seen before. Yeah. So he, even he said to us afterwards, he was like, I, I'm struggling like, yeah, with how hungry awful. I am. And it is, and it's tough. Mm. But and it's a case of understanding that the next time that comes around, you're like, ah, oh, aha, I've seen you before. I know you're here. I know that feeling's there. I know what yeah. you're trying to do. I'm not going to fucking go with it this time. And it's a case of just being able to control it better than you did the last time. Mm-hmm. And then it gets to the point where I know a guy called... Um, uh, oh bloody hell, what's his name? Andy, who's a masters competitor. He's fifty, right? And he's fifty, no, fifty-four now, fifty-five. And he's been competing in the sport for like 35, 40 years, right? Like, like since he was a teenager, yeah. you know. And um, and he says now that he doesn't, he just doesn't even think about food in that sort of way anymore. He enjoys having a meal out with his family and his friends and his, you know, whatever his missus. Yeah. But he doesn't even after a show. He thinks, oh yeah, I'll have some junk, but. I've got to, he doesn't even think I've got to get back on my diet next day. He just does it. Yeah, yeah. And it's one of those that when you've been competing and get into the sport for so long, it just becomes ingrained in you. And I yeah, think yeah. pick that up the sooner you get good at bodybuilding. Yeah, I think when you comprehend like whether this is going to be something that, you know, is going to be in your life for the foreseeable future, then it's almost like a, a switch like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Because for me, like... I've now made that decision, like, obviously going on board with Joe and Jeffrey, um, I feel like I'm now just going to put myself in a position where for the next three to four years, I'm going to give this as much as I can mm-hmm. and see where it goes. Like, I realistically don't see myself bodybuilding for longer than 30 years. If, I, if I've if i done it, if I'm doing it past the age of 30, I've fucked up somewhere. Yeah. Either I've not been able to monetize my success through the industry well enough, et cetera, et cetera. There will be a, there will be something that I can pinpoint to be like, okay, why am I still doing this by the age of 30? Because at the end of the day, for me, the, the, the goal isn't to be competing when I'm 55. No. The goal is to get myself the accreditation and get myself the, the, the sort of... Um, so you know, yeah, like the, uh, the um, recognition. recognition, that's the one. Yes. That's the, word. the recognition. And then, and then for me, my business plan is to monetize that situation. Because at the end of the day, money, there's no money in bodybuilding. No. It's absolutely zero. No, like, I mean, the, 
Yeah, there's none. There's none in um, in, in male, let alone female, as well. Like we, we would be naive to think that there is, um, and and I don't th- I don't think it's a bad thing that we that we can acknowledge that. Um, I think it's probably it's a good thing, and, and at the end of the day, we do it because we love it, don't we? So. Yeah, exactly. It's the love of the process, and like you see, I, I I do sometimes disagree with the fact that people go, okay, I want to be pro. Like at the end of the day, yes, okay, being pro is a fantastic target, but. You're essentially putting your life's ambitions in the hands of like five people on that show day. Yeah. Day, no, no one can give you a pro card unless those five judges agree with you. Yeah. Now that you were to say that to someone off the street and you go, okay, this is my life goal, but the only way that I'm actually going to achieve my life goal is in the other hands of five other people. That we go, you're dumb as fuck. Yeah. But it's obviously <laughs> the situation, isn't it? Yeah. So like, it's obviously for for. For everybody, you should aspire to just be better than the last time because in the, the day, that decision gets taken out of your hands. Yeah, so. it is so crazy to think that at the end of the day, bodybuilding is literally whether someone prefers you or someone else. I mean, yeah. you know, if if everyone on the stage and everyone should be at you know at a stage where everyone, uh, all the competitors are of a high level. When everyone's that high of a level, you're just gonna have different shapes, um, and then it genuinely just comes down to whether someone prefers that look or another one which is yeah, it's, it's so hard one, one example of that will be this weekend we'll need to do a show review to be yes oh uh, yeah amateur is it amateur or ben weeder what is it ben weeder it's ben weeder this weekend right mm-hmm. now everyone in that top five in the super heavyweight class is going to be shredded to the fucking bone yeah. Yeah. they're going to have no body fat left on their bodies they're going to feel like absolute shit they're going to be as pulled down as they could possibly be they're going to be as full as they can be they've done this however many times they're going to have nailed it to the absolute percentage that they need to at that point it is simply down to what the judges want to see and and they will bring you know same with uh, the figure classes right so you'll have one of the classes where you know you may have like six girls in there the top three in there are those that one of them will make it through to the overall you could jumble the judges around yeah. in yeah. you could take two judges out put two separate judges in you could take the head judge out and put me in and i might pick someone completely different and it comes to that point where if you are in i say this to girls who do tone figure a lot to be fair if you are at the british finals and you are in the top six you are basically as good as the girl there yeah, who yeah, wins yeah. it because you could shuffle those girls around yeah. And on a different day, you could have the same judges there on a different day, and they could simply change that around in ten different ways, or well, yeah. six different ways even. And, and it's it's one of those you you can't really um, compare yourself continuously because it gets fucking hard. Like mm. if you're going to be a pro, you're going to be a pro. Yeah. Like you're going to come eventually. Yeah, it will yeah, come eventually. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the speed at which you get there will be based on your genetics. Yeah, if you have to fight for it continuously, I mean, I think you've got the genetics to do it. Both of you, to be fair, have got the genetics to turn pro, but. But you have, you've got the genetics to do it. Whether you do it or not will be based on the choices that you make over the next however many years. And if you decide that you really want it, and it's one of those. Mm. Anyway, what more questions have we got? We've been rambling for ages here. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so one thing that I wanted to touch on, obviously, um, I'm sure a lot of people will have seen your transformation this year. Yeah. Uh, and just sort of wanted to touch on, um, so how did you do it in regards to nutrition, training, supplementation? What, uh, ask, what... ask how we got so fat and then ask how <laughs> Yeah, well, just, just give us a run through. How, so from the start point, how did you get there? Then what made you think, right, let's do something about it. And then how did you, you know, put that, you know, in, in, into practice? Okay, so let's take it back to... Let's take it back to the start of the year, okay? Let's okay. take it back to 2020, right? I was... Okay, what I'll do... I didn't touch upon it in my YouTube video, but I'll, I'll open up on it now, okay? I was in a relationship 
that was very, very, very toxic. It was bad. And um, that led me down a path where a lot of my energy, a lot of my fucking energy was just going in, trying to make that situation work. And it was just a revolving circle of just toxicity. And it got to a point where, like, I lost myself as an individual okay. massively. I was, I was not doing anything... I was, I was, I'd say I was depressed. I would say I was depressed. Anxiety was very high. Ambition was extremely low. Okay. Um, and yeah, I think the, the whole situation kind of absorbed my day. And that was just fucked. Like, really bad time. Um, and then got my, that, that situation obviously ended. Um, and then that took me a while to kind of get over. And it, for me, like it's the first time I've been through a situation like that, and it not me for like not even six, not me for twenty four for fuck's sake, like it was bad, and uh, that took a while. For, so that that was kind of where that first started, and obviously all of that you can attribute to like not putting any care into my body. I didn't give a shit what I looked like. I was walking around like an absolute mess, like had no like pride in how I looked, had no satisfaction with how I stepped out of the house. I just did. I literally like didn't have any sort of care for what I looked like, and obviously that sounds stupid being a bodybuilder because that's essentially the goal is to enhance your physique and enhance how you look. So like, it's a far cry from the six months before, and then from then, uh, I literally just started tracking. I just literally kept it real simple. I was like, okay, protein, carbs, bit of fat to every meal, and then when did I drop on board with you? April. Was it April? Because I started this in March. Yeah, so I started yeah. six months in March on my own. Mm-hmm. I was in my bed. I was feeling 16 weeks old. Dead sorry for myself. Yeah. yeah I was feeling dead sorry for myself in the month of March. I, I think I might have contracted COVID because I was in bed for six days straight. I didn't move. And then on the sixth day, I was like, ah, fuck this, man. This is dead. Mm. It's actually shit. I said, look, I've got to do something about this. Yeah. So I kind of set out a little map. I set, set, put a few points down on my phone. And I said, okay, what are you going to do about your life? What do you actually want to do, Stephen? What are you actually interested in doing over the next year to six months? And I said, okay, first of all, we're going to set our business plan. We're going to get in shape. We're going to show people that I can leave from the front. Okay? Yeah. Number one, boom. Number two, actually try and build the brand, build the business, mm-hmm. and actually get results. Okay? Number two. And then I focused on those two. I literally kept it dead simple, kept it dead simple got myself in shape, really worked hard with the client, the current clients that I had, more so than ever before, trying to get the results and trying to get them to transform their lives. And then from then, it was just a constant process of going day by day, ticking the boxes every single day. Mm. I have not missed a beat for yeah. six months. And I mean that. And I genuinely fucking mean that. I have not missed a beat for six months. Like, And that that if, if you want to take the pictures, go side by side. That's what not missing a beat for six months does. Yeah, I'll be real. yeah. At the end of the day, like you, you know, you, you you get people who say, right, you know, I'm I'm going to do this, do that, and you just instead of talking about it, you just did it, and and, and that's what just needs to be done. Like now, one thing as well, yeah, I kept myself down. Yeah, I kept myself real down low. I kept my head down. Almost, I was almost like an ostrich. I buried my head in the sand and I did my work. That was it. Mm-hmm. I told no one about my intentions. I told no one about nothing. 
like I had a few conversations with Tom, obviously when we got on board. But even then, you didn't you didn't know anything about my business aspirations, did you? Exactly. That's what I mean. That was Tom. So I mean, Tom didn't even know anything about my business aspirations. So I kept it so like close to me yeah. and close to my heart because I was like, I'm not gonna shout about anything because I've got nothing to shout about. Yeah. Exactly. Not yet. And that's why I said to Tom the whole time. I said I am not saying shit because I have done nothing in this game. I know I've done nothing in this game. The word potential was used around my name a lot for the last two years, a fucking lot. So I was like, do you know what? The potential, the word potential is not going to be used anymore. It's going to it's going to be out of the picture. Yeah. And that's basically the driving force, or one of the main driving forces of why I just kept doing what I'm doing, not shouting about it and not getting too ahead of myself. Because every time Tom was like, this is good, this I was like, and every time somebody would gas me up, I'd be like, Lee, we need more, we need more. Yeah, I think the one thing leading from that as well, one thing that was really nice to see with Steve, and I kept on him the whole way because I had seen I had seen a year of Steve half assing shit, yeah, and it got to and it got to me is because I would say I was using that word. I was saying you've got so much potential. Joe would use it. Fucking Christian would use it. Like everyone that we knew yeah, would use it. So much potential. Even the fucking gym owner who didn't like Steve. Um, <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah. yeah, he used to say, oh, he's got all the potential in the world. And, and we were all like, yeah, he has. But, you know, maybe I said to him, and this this really fucking got to Steve, this pissed yeah, him off. Us, yeah. It, yeah, it was, wasn't it? I said, I said um, are you sure bodybuilding's for you? Like, are you sure that this is what you want to do? And that was a long time ago. That was well before, you know, all of the shit with his ex and then obviously getting, on, getting himself on track. Yeah. And that was me being, not being a prick. I wasn't trying to be a prick, but I was like, are you sure you want to do this? Are you sure you want to bodybuild? Because, you know, when, when he was prepping before, it was like doing really well. And then when people started saying, oh, he's looking good, yeah. it gassed him up to the point yeah, where he was like, you agree with that? Yeah, 100% agree with And it got him to the point where he was like, oh, I can do an extra refeed then because, uh, yeah. you know, I'm looking good. I, you know, I can get away with this. And then it would become more frequent. And then essentially his physique mm-hmm. got softer and it didn't yeah. look how he wanted it to look on the day. It, it is what it is. Um, you know, and then obviously you did your second prep, you did Brits, didn't you? Mm-hmm. And then it was yeah, a similar but... sort of approach to it as well. It was good, and then it got to the point where he was looking sick, and then yeah. it was like, you know, a little bit more in control, but it wasn't as, you know, it still wasn't what was needed. And then obviously this time round, it was a case of like, I think people need that though. So certainly people like Steve, you need to fucking lose, and you need to lose hard yeah. to the point where, where you could have beaten some of those guys, right? If you turned up how you yeah, looked yeah, then, 100%. you would have got what, top three in that British? Yeah, you said? Well. yeah exactly. Well. So yeah. the PCA British, where he's goes like Ryan Crowley, there's some other dude who was really good, Ginger was Mad good, Ginger. it was a, yeah, a bunch of people who like these good yeah, junior yeah, yeah. Body, don't name junior bodybuilders who are like people, those people that they were looking at going, oh, that's potential fulfilled. Right, whereas yeah. Steve at the back with these fucking twenty-one inch arms on yeah. stage, you know, with fantastic shape, one guy sitting next to me in the crowd goes, "He would have fucking won if he was in shape." Yeah. And at, at that point, you start thinking, "Okay, well, like when you hear stuff like this, obviously Steve hearing stuff like this, it boots you up the ass hard." Mm. Like I, I fucking played dreadful at Saxon in 2016, came back in 2017 and won a junior class there um, at the Muscle Talk show. Um, simply because people were like, oh, that guy that fucked it up at the Saxon. That was why I heard about it. And I was like, no, no, not doing that. No. Yeah. And it's a very similar Do you remember, do you remember when you were on a call with Jace? You remember the Q&A with Jace? Uh, yeah, go on. And then as soon as I basically, this was another thing as well. So shout out to you, Jace, because it's not a bad thing. Um, you were on the Q&A with Jace, yeah. and as soon as I joined, yeah. he was like, haha, Steve can't die. Or something, <laughs> made a comment, <laughs> made a comment. And that was just an oh, extra, yeah, yeah. that was an extra spring. Big Steve who can't die yeah. like that. And, yeah. then up, and then he ends up dropping his own man out because he probably shit himself. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've only messed it. But um, yeah, so like for me, it was like accepting. I wasn't, I wasn't ready to accept anything less than. No, and then, no, I'm being real. I could have been better on show day. I know I could have been. 
but it wasn't about the six months leading up to the show. It was the 18 months prior to that, that really yeah, hampered yeah. the show package. Mm-hmm. So like now this is what I'm going to do with Joe. We're going to set up a really good base. I'm going to really get, get to grips with my body, understand it from top to bottom. And then when we come to next time doing it, we're going to be in a fantastic position and it's going to be a breeze compared to doing what we did. Oh, God, yeah, Jesus 100%. Christ, yeah, because yeah. Yeah, the thing is, you're, the, you're in uh, such a good place uh, now. What other questions have we have we got, Caitlin? So essentially, what I want to know now is: so now you're junior British champ. What what's next? So you've sort of touched on it in the sense that you've hopped on board with with Joe Jeffrey. But what what's the the plan of action going forward? If if you've if you've got an idea of any goals, um, yeah, just just fill us in. So for me, obviously, I like to break my my kind of life down into three aspects. So mm-hmm. I've got kind of like personal in terms of myself and like my personality and my character yeah. my business goals and my sort of like my actual competing goals yeah so like me like i want to become the best coach that i can be to current clients and future clients obviously i want to reach to around about 65 70 clients and then stop there yeah and if i have a waiting list then fantastic mm-hmm. uh, that's obviously my immediate priority and i think a lot of people who follow me on instagram are kind of seeing that with the way my change of content is coming in and the way I'm kind of delivering myself in that way. So that's number one. And that will always, that will be number one for the next six months. And then alongside that, just managing my schedule, managing my lifestyle and getting fucking massive. Like that is my goal. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I want to get as big as I can. And I've got Joe behind me. I've got the guidance there and I've got no one else to point the finger at in next six months than myself. Yeah. So he, there's no immediate goal. There's no immediate goal to step back on stage because I know against the super heavyweights, I was in a different world. Heavyweights, you were heavyweight. Was it super, you, you were, sorry, you were heavyweight. Sorry, heavyweights. I was, I was in the heavyweights and it was a different world. Mm. And I looked there and I was like, holy shit. I looked at Tom and I was like... Sick mate. <laughs> <laughs> so like, yeah. Um, for me, I know the bar is there. Yeah. I'm here. I need to bridge the gap. However long that takes, you're only gonna find out when you put the pieces together. You work mm-hmm. day by day. At the end of the day, certain people will make progress in six months, and that same progress might take somebody else eighteen months. You don't know in this game. All you've got to do is tick your boxes, make sure you're doing the do, and then your body's going to respond how it wants to respond. Yeah. And as long as you're prioritising the rest, as long as you're training correctly, as long as your nutrition's on point, your PED usage is good, and your supplementation in terms of your internals and your health is spot on, you then have to rely on your body's physiological responses. Yeah. That yeah. Is it. That's how it does. And you've got to just keep ticking the boxes, keep ticking the boxes. So I can't tell you how many pounds of muscle I'm going to put on, but I'm going to fucking try and put on as many much, many pounds as I can. <laughs> I worked out, I worked out, because you were two, 212 on the day, roughly, about 210, 212, weren't you? Well, and I'm two Yeah, and you can be yeah, up to probably. 224. Yeah. And you could have been like five, six pounds tighter, seven pounds tighter. Yeah, I could have been tight. Yeah. So, so with like 20 pounds of muscle, 20 pounds of stage weight, that's what that's what you'll see from Steve. I think I'm currently sitting at like two thirty, but it's it's an okay two thirty. My abs are still visible. Yeah. Obviously, I've jumped back on growth hormone, so my water retention's a bit higher than normal. Um, but yeah, simple man. Keep bodybuilding simple, man. Yes. Never complicate the thing. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. But the, the but the, the the big thing that I've sort of picked up on this is like obviously, even from like the beginning of lockdown, just observing like your Instagram, for example, the content like it just keeps coming out and out and out and you can see the investment that you've made into it oh, and it, it's definitely definitely paying off um 
Yeah. Like, like I say, seeing you do do the do rather than just you know chat shit. Yeah, for me, like, for me, I think I've always got a massive hand for Tom and a massive hand for Luca as well, and um, just the conversations that put me in the very good frame of mind and very good stead. Because <clears throat> I'll be real, I didn't take myself seriously six months ago or twelve mm. months ago. Now, if I don't take myself seriously, why the hell am I going to expect anybody else to take me seriously on a personal level, let alone a business level? Yeah. So like having conversations with Tom and Luca, the, the owner of Bear Grylls, who they, they sponsored me from my prep with my meals and my chicken. Um, yeah, those conversations were absolutely invaluable because like they gave me the frame of mind to be like, OK, look, you are doing this. You can do this better. And then I obviously hired a business coach, a business mentor, Elliot Wise, and then that just transformed the whole shit. The Shazam, the shit, the shit show became a fucking goldmine. <laughs> like literally, like he he has he has changed my life immensely. Like all the little things, all the little the little techniques and little conversations we have. Like I think about everything on a day to day basis with a business mind now. Yeah, and I go okay. How can I make money from this? Okay, what's my schedule looking like? Blah, blah, blah. Like it's it's for me it's I, I make myself chuckle because I'm like how like how have I become like the guy that I am today? Because obviously six months ago, I just it was just a far cry of anything. It's just mad, isn't it? It's crazy. So yeah, it's been a, it's been ridiculous last six months, and the transition has been something that has been quite astonishing. So if anyone's enjoyed it, then they're wicked man, because I've enjoyed it. <laughs> Class. So, yeah. yeah, absolutely. No, that's, that's ace to hear. Uh, in regards to questions, that's sort of all, all I um, wanted to, to say. Is there anything that you want to touch on, Tom? Yeah, um, there was one I had, actually. Um, so, because we're relatively open about drug use on this podcast, it is it is the good, the bad and the natty. Um, one thing I will say is compared to, compared to the prep that we did before, this time round, drugs-wise... Feel better on that compared to what we did. Oh, so, so I'll, I'll run, I'll run, I'll run you guys through what happened with Steve's Steve's prep uh, with drugs, just because I'm sure everyone wants to know about it, and we can even put the the title of this as uh, British Champion Reveals Drug Stack, if you want, <laughs> um, or British Champions Coach Reveals Drug Stack. So we started off on I think it was test and mast. mast. Yeah. Um, just like in an anthate or a sipinate or something, yeah. wasn't it, right? So we would run that, I think that was about 500 milligrams a week, 400 milligrams a week from the get-go, wasn't it? What, test? Yeah. Was it that high? No. Oh, this is going to be a nightmare if I don't remember it. Was, it. It, was, it, was, it was, anyway, it was essentially test and mast. It was probably about 700 milligrams maximum total of the two, maybe 600. It was real low. We didn't fuck around with anything. I said, let's just start low, don't need to push it, see how your body responds, make adjustments based on what goes on with there. This is all hypothetical, of course, if Steve had lived in a country where drugs were legal, um, steroids were legal. Um, so then it would go from like test and mast. Uh, we, that fucking hell, we rinsed that. Oh, that no, we, just we, like, one thing I will say is, one thing I will say is, we exhausted all of the variables very well. Like we exhausted. They were timed perfectly. No, we did yeah. well. We yeah. did well. I feel like if we had a switched switched over compounds too early, we I would have ran out of gas. Mm. So, so essentially, the prep the prep finished on quite a few amount of compounds. So it, it was phased from that initial sort of three hundred test, two hundred mass, three hundred mass, whatever it was, um, down to uh, it, it worked its way down slowly. Um, and then it was sorry, the, the actual cycle worked. Sorry, it worked its way up slowly, even. Um, and it was like himbine would go in at one point, and then like maybe like three weeks later, we'd put in like forty mcgs of clan, and then maybe like T3. two weeks later, it'd be like T three, and then I'd be like, okay, now we'll put in the trend at like say one fifty or something. Yeah, trend was well low. Yeah, we started like one fifty, then we'd go up to like 
225. Did was ever max we ever did was 225. I didn't push anything. No, I didn't, we didn't, push, I didn't even push the engine. We didn't do 300, did we? Um, and then we, yeah, and then 225, and then it was like master on at like 300, 400, yeah, then 450, 450 yeah. and then mm. Winnie went in, and it was just like this steady like accumulation of drugskin compounds going in, as opposed to as opposed to putting in compounds willy-nilly or starting people yeah. on a massive amount of them. We left we left those variables there because we're like, we have so many tools to play with. Yeah. What are we going to do as we work our way down? Like, are we going to get to the point where, you know, if we started these early, is this going to look going to look awesome at six weeks out? But then by the time we get to so, two yeah, weeks out, is it going to be exactly the fucking same because we didn't have anywhere else to push? Yeah, yeah. And we saved all of like all of that to the end. I mean, food worked its way from about two, two, five. Oh yeah, food and cardio was fucking shit. Would you say that that was due to the fact that um, you weren't in the most optimal position to start with in the first place? That's the only reason. <laughs> it was the hardest I have ever pushed anyone yeah, ever. Yeah, I just thought I'd reiterate the fact that it had to be pushed so hard because body composition potentially wasn't, a, you know, pre- preferable. <laughs> but it was even... a bundle of weight. Because <laughs> what, what happened? What happened was the reason. Like, let me let me give you a bit of a backstory. So we we started at like two A, right, and then we dropped down to two two, and like. 2-2 was doing fuck all, like, it literally was, isn't it? So where do you go from there? Like, I don't care how many coaches out here want to disagree with me. At the end of the day, if 2,200 calories and 16,000, st- well, no, it was like 13,000 steps, yeah, isn't it? It's not bringing your client in condition. You have to drop. Yeah, you do, you do. Go, oh, well, they're going to benefit from more food because they're going to put... Shut the fuck up, man, literally. No one <laughs> cares on stage what you've been no doing. <laughs> This is funny. So we I spoke to one of the girls in the gym the other day who's dieting for a bikini comp, right? And she is on like nine hundred calories a day. Steve was on nine hundred calories a day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 she's on nine hundred calories a day. Steve was on Steve was on nine hundred as well. And, and and you know, and she's cardioing the crap out of herself and Steve had to do the same. If you have to go that low, you have to go that low. And it's simply a matter of your starting position, your starting amount of food, your starting calories. Um, your genetic response, uh, your everything, everything is determining your, you know, that position at the start will determine how hard you have to go by the end of it. You, you may have a guy who started on seven thousand calories and finishes up on two thousand eight hundred and he's starving, hungry, yeah. and he will probably feel exactly the same saying, as yeah. the guy who's. On yeah, it, it doesn't so matter. It literally doesn't matter. Like you, you'll always feel like crap if you actually get in condition. You know, I, I've seen things before. So I remember uh, uh, Corin. Uh, Ingman talking about this, uh, JP's missus talking about uh, she was on 600 calories a day for, for certain blocks of time, you know, and then she would, and, it, and, and then it would be like, you know, three or four days at this, then it would be like a high day, and then it would be like two days of like back down, and they would obviously be toggling it to bring in this crazy condition. She doesn't need to do that anymore. No, I was going to say, like, obviously, she had to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, I can imagine, ne- ne- yeah, 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 next time um, you prep. I can imagine you'll be able to, well, I, I, I'd like to hope you'll be able to do it on a, a hell of a lot more food because I know now that your mindset is in such a good place that, I, you know, over the course of the, this off-season, you'll bring your food up and, you, you know, you'll be in a legit good place, won't you? Um, yeah, so, yeah, so what I want to say with that is obviously now this next phase is literally all about giving myself a metabolic rate that I can actually work with because... 
Anyone's guess what my metabolic rate was when we started? Anyone? Anyone's guess? Mm. Uh, it was just rubbish. Yeah, not rubbish. So like, I had to really work for it, and which is not a problem. At the end of the day, like I was sitting here, like chill as fuck, because now I don't have to do cardio, and I'm done. (laughs) So like, anyone who says to me, "Oh, was that rough?" I'm like, "Yeah, it was rough," but at the end of the day, I ticked the box, and it paid off. And it paid off. Do you know what? I'd be pissed off and sat here probably sulking if I didn't do anything. But at the end of the day. All I can do is show up on the day, and unfortunately, unlike a lot of people over Instagram, I smashed it on the day. Because a lot of people, they look sick on Instagram, <laughs> and then they the show there and they go, oh, this went quite right, this went, shut the fuck up, man, you fucked it, you look better two weeks out, that's yeah. your own fault. Yeah. Like, I, I'm, I was not, and this is what I said to Tom and Joe, they were like, go get some chicken, and I said... I don't really want to eat, lads. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I want my ab control to be on point. Mm. And Joe was like, "Please eat." So I went to go get, I went to go get some chicken from Tesco's, and I showed them the picture of it. So this is the day out. Yeah, this is the, this is the day out. And they were like, "Yeah, oh, it's got a bit too much salt in it." I was like, "Yeah, straight in the bin." I was like, "I was not fussed at all. I, I fasted for like 20 hours yeah. because I, I just didn't want to ruin it. I didn't want to ruin yeah. the look that we worked hard for." So yeah. That was good call though. Yeah, you yeah. looked sick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nights came through way better when we had done that. Like we had gone yeah, no, putting the tan on and everything. I was like, oh no. I yeah, was very, I was very happy with what we brought. Yeah. We yeah. could have been better from the back, massively. Um, but other than that, maturity. Yeah, yeah, man. Like still, yeah, still a junior. <laughs> still a yeah. junior. So it's crazy. Uh, are we plugging Steve's uh, services before we wrap up? Absolutely. Feel free to plug uh, anything that you'd like. Oh, right, okay, well, since you guys have made it to the end of this absolutely phenomenal podcast, I will let you guys know that, obviously, I am an online coach, and I do have a website, if you want to check out any of that, it's stephenphysique.com, and that's where you can find everything that you kind of need to know about the business, obviously, clothing, merchandise as well, I have a few few bits and bobs of that left as well, we've got grey hoodies and black t-shirts, other than that as well, I will extend to anyone who's listening, if you guys want to pop me a question about anything you've heard from myself, or Caitlin or Tom in regards to this podcast. I'm an open book. Like I'm probably one of the most transparent users in the industry right now. So just let me know if you want to have any questions, have a chat. I'm always free. Uh, other than that, yeah, I'm happy. Thank you very much for having me on, and I've thoroughly enjoyed it, to be fair. Yeah, same here. No, thank you very much for coming on. Um, we appreciate it. So thank you very much, everyone, for listening, and um, we'll catch you shortly. <laughs>